See, it helps if you unmute yourself, Josh, if you mute your mic for the intro song, but then don't unmute it when you're actually trying to do the cold open and talk to people. It's not going to work, but now it works. Hello, everybody. It is April 29th, uh, 2021. Season four is here. Who would have thunk Josh and I could actually do something mediocrely for four seasons? Well, I guess the fourth season just started, so I guess it's not a complete fourth season, but... It just feels right. It's draft night. I'm hype. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot to prepare, uh, but let's not let's not dawdle anymore, Josh. Let's let Walters rock us right into this thing, huh? Podcast yeah. number seventy-one. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're gonna need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters. We are, in fact, Garlic and Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Say hi to the folks, Josh. Hi, folks. I'm so proud of you, Josh. Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the different places you can interact with us, and we would appreciate if you did so. The segment start times will be down in the description below for you audio listeners or you late YouTube listeners. Obviously, if you're live, I don't know when a different segment's going to start yet, so don't expect such high things from me. I'm not capable. Uh... Levi Oki Illustration is the man, the myth, the legend, responsible for all the beautiful art you see in front of you, whether it's the podcast art or uh, the overlay behind us right now on YouTube. So thank you, Levi Oki. Josh, season four, spring's here, the birds are chirping, the sun is shining, it's NFL draft night. How are we feeling, pal? Well, Gar, you told me to do not to do something, and I did it. I don't think I had a choice because for the last two hours, my phone's been blowing up. Rogers is done. He's gone. A-Rodge dead. I mean, is that, I, I was going to wait till the fan tasty zone for that, but do you want to get into it right now, Josh? We can talk about it right now. There's nothing to talk about. Okay, well, we'll save it for the Fantasy Zone, Josh. How was your There's sp- nothing to Josh, talk about. We'll, we're going to talk about it again. How was your How has your spring been? Obviously, our last podcast was still back in 2020. Uh, we probably should have pushed to have one more, cut up that last episode into two, but I insisted on not doing it because I'm a jerk. We're now in 2021. You've had about almost five months off. How are we feeling? Are we rejuvenated? Are we happy? Is your uh, seasonal affective disorder subsiding? Oh, yeah. No, it's... it's well, I don't know because... As a Packers fan, this is about when the seasonal effectiveness disorder begins because the draft oh, is no. never a strong point, <laughs> oh, um, no. especially after last year. So um, it, I'm I'm hitting it in full swing. I've got myself a nice, I don't know, what would you call scotch, tequila, and uh, bleach? I think we'd call that a fun cocktail, Josh, but we'll get into your sponsors in the fan tasty zone, but that does look tasty. Um but so this this is where your depression really kicks in, huh? You're not looking forward to tonight, the night's following? I mean, I was looking forward to tonight until that oh. news broke because there is a oh, little bit no. of there is a little bit of nerves there, but at where the there's same smoke, time, there's fire, potentially. Potentially. Yep, no. Um 
I, I'm just trying to hold my breath. Um, I already know that I already know the last time that I stayed up to watch pick 29, they traded it away. So I just know that that's going to happen. Um, but, uh, I should be able to catch, you know, the Jags pick before going to bed. Uh, well, I mean, if you're lucky, I know you're an old man, you got to get to bed. Uh, the last thing I had here was it's already season four. Um, you know, this is episode 71 podcast, 71, where everyone talk about it. Season four for us, we start with the NFL season. Um, so we're it's season start of the season four, but we're only two and a half years in, but we appreciate you guys, all of you who are still here that you've been rocking us since the beginning, or if we picked you up along the way, we are grateful for you. And there's plenty of different ways you can support us, but we'll get into that probably a bit later right now. Listening is enough and we appreciate it. Cause if Josh and I just talked to a wall, uh, for an hour for or maybe like 20 hours a year, we'd probably need psychiatric help. So we appreciate the few of you that do listen and, uh, it is fun for us. So now, Josh, in a, in a shock to the world, you actually started the uh, the note sheet coming into this pod. Excuse me, coming into this podcast, and you you picked what the first segment is. So I'll let you kind of talk about what our first segment is here. Uh, this is the Walters' comedy bit. Oh, for those okay. Of you who are new to us? I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who are new, Walters' comedy bit was a highly successful um, segment that we held last year at this time. Um, it it. You know, it was a fan favorite that lasted pro- approximately 30 seconds. Um, That's and, not bad. And there's a slideshow, I, I believe. Um, there was, I don't know. Um, but this is the moment of silence we're going to take for whichever drug-induced cocktail we were on when we agreed to let him have a comedy bit. All right. He doesn't deserve much more than that. Anyways, Gar, how you doing? Good. So that, that that was the whole segment, or do we have any other uh, mistakes to reflect on during this time? I don't know. Was he ever a guest on our show after that? I believe we did a tr- uh, a three-way with him last year midseason, I believe, because his, his uh, podcast host had abandoned him, so we, we adopted him for a week. That's right. Yeah, and then that's when their viewership boost went up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I heard it skyrocketed, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah. no. All Everyone fun. loves a train wreck. Yeah, we appreciate Walters for trying that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, didn't work out. He went on to have his own, you know, mediocre podcast, just like we did last year. So the way she goes, Josh, you've already kind of spoiled one of your sponsors, but let's move into the Fan Tasty Zone, a fan favorite segment. Who are our sponsors for the Fan Tasty Zone tonight, Josh? Lagavulin. Lagavulin. What uh, What year? Um, I don't know. It's 11, 11 year old age scotch from your, you, from you, you bought it for me. I uh, brewed it myself, Josh, especially in my basement toilet. So I hope it's of the highest quality for you. It tastes like sweat and tea. That's, that's exactly, exactly how it should taste. Uh, I got Josh is there, by the way, while I'm going through my sponsors, is there any chance you can up your brightness? Like we talked about the other day, you're looking a little grim. Maybe it's perfectly setting your tone for the night because of the news that came out. But if there's any chance you could up your, well, brightness. I was just going to, yeah, I was going to hang a black sheep <laughs> over my screen, but, uh, anyways, I've got uh, a gift we got, or not we, cause Josh didn't get any, but I gift I got last year, Arizona peach iced tea. This is can number nine. Out of the 24-pack I got, the rack, that is delicious. And then I've also got the last bit. It's kind of sad, but just the last bit of my a bag of Dots pretzels. So I'll be munching on those. Josh likes to be crunchy and Ooh. annoying, so I'll be crunchy and annoying. When did you win the lottery? 
<laughs> well, let's just say my mom might have given me some Dots pretzels for Easter and I'm just finishing the bag right now. The fact that they lasted a whole month, I'd say, is uh, pretty much an Easter miracle, but... <laughs> Josh appears to be struggling with a lamp right now. He had, he had was able to make it much brighter yesterday. I don't know what sort of witchcraft he used to really brighten up his face yesterday, but apparently he cannot use the same method today. But I do appreciate the effort he's going through. Look at that. Now you've got like a light and dark, a yin and yang thing. That's beautiful, Josh. That's beautiful. Uh, but these people don't want to... Ooh, are you talking into your mic right now? Oh, oh there we go. Uh, so 17, Gosh, I'm ugly. 17 game season is the first note you put in here for this fantasy zone as news. Josh, are you pumped? I don't know. Um, not really, because I'm not a big fan of not teams not going 500 unless there's a tie. I want, I want the teams that go, you know, eight and eight every year. Make it happen, but. So, I mean. Not, uh, it's not the what? Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I don't know. And then it's going to mess with the fantasy playoffs. You know, I've, I've had a streak of finals appearances, and I, this is just going to throw off my whole midseason push. Well, I mean, if you say so, I guess my initial plan just for the redraft was just leave it the same schedule. There's just one week later. Um, and then for Dynasty, I was thinking, well, maybe not for Dynasty because I wouldn't want to change the rules now, but there's an option in Sleeper to do, you know, one rounds up until the championship and then a two-week championship. So that's an option. But otherwise, I was just going to leave it the same and then there would just be an extra week of football. But we can talk about that later. Uh, but we knew this was coming. It was in the new CBA last year. That's why uh, we talked about uh, the 256 being our final 256 last year because um, we knew this was coming so you know we had the foresight a lot of people seem surprised by the news some way somehow but if you just pay attention to the nfl and the news you knew the 17 game season was coming so i can't wait for the vikings to go 10 and 7 and for that to still sound absolutely terrible uh because there's now 17 games so that's that and josh uh in another bit of news i know i didn't put it in the note sheet but uh here we are going to have to talk about a little bit of news that has dropped today. And you said there's nothing to talk about, but um, let's hear from someone else, a Packers owner, in fact. Let's see what they had to say about the news today. I mean, you alienate the fucking guy. No wonder he doesn't want to fucking come back. He's done. It's over. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. Hey. When you say alienate, what do you mean by that? Every opportunity you've had to piss this guy off, they've done with bells and whistles. It's like, hey, you know, what can we do today to maybe, you know, get Rodgers the fuck out of here? Oh, I get it. Let's uh, let's call a press conference and say, hey, he's going to be our quarterback for the foreseeable future. But, you know, I mean, we don't know. Hey, let's not let's not give him any money. He doesn't have any guaranteed money left on his contract. Let's just kind of leave that sitting pat. He's not going to give a shit about that. He just won an MVP. What does he have to be mad about? I mean, it's just, you know, goddamn negligence from the top of the organization to the bottom. I don't blame the guy. It, it pains me to say it. It hurts. But, I mean, listen, the writing's been on the wall for a while. We've known this, okay? We've known that something needed it. You had to do something. You had to do something. And they didn't do a goddamn thing. So I uh, and then he goes on to talk about more. I didn't want to play it too long of a clip. But, Josh, is that the sentiment you felt initially and then you've cooled down or have you felt the same way the whole time? Are you in such denial that you refuse to believe this is even possible? Nope. Nothing. I, nope. No news. Nothing to talk about. <laughs> so would, would you be sad if you have already seen uh, Aaron Rodgers' last game without even knowing it? Or not his last game, but his last game, you know, in a, in a green and yellow uniform. Well, from what I understand, they sell old. They they own his contract, so they'd just be eating a lot of money because he wouldn't play for another team unless he gets traded. 
So he'd have to retire and host Jeopardy, or he'd have to but sit he in could. California. I mean, yeah, this- no, and he, he could if he does. I mean, it's um, as Bill as Bill Belichick says, on to the next one, you know, on to Miami or whatever he says. So it's uh, on so, to love. So it kind of so, are you Team Pack then? So if you had to draw a line in the sand, Team Pack, Team Raj, are you Team Pack? No, I'm Team I'm Team Raj in this situation. I I mean, I agree with what Ty. Ty Schmidt had said there, he's, you know, he's an owner. He has the inside news. So he, he knows he he's in the meetings where they said, you know what, let's duct tape his car to the ground. And, uh, you know, just stupid things like that. I have had seen some tweets from like MVS and Adrian Amos saying, y'all don't know what's going on. Don't, don't listen to the media, that sort of thing. Um, but maybe they don't know what's going on. Cause well, MVS couldn't catch on to anything if uh, his life depended on it. And Adrian Amos was a bear, so he doesn't make the best smart, best life decisions either. That's brutal. So now, Josh, I don't, we, I won't, you know, beat a dead horse here or feed a fed horse if you want to use the PETA approved uh, lines these days. I won't feed a fed horse, but let's just, uh, one last thing. Let's just, today happens to be the NFL draft. So, I mean, if you were to believe that this news drops, Right before the NFL draft, there's no way that's a coincidence, right? It just happened to be that today Shefty got the news, and then today uh, that's kind of what happened. There's no way that this is to get people to watch the draft or to tune into ESPN or the NFL Network or nothing like that, right? No chance. Well, I just think that they were sitting there trying to decide. So we don't have much to talk about tonight between picks. And these teams like to take 14 minutes and 49 seconds or 59 seconds of their 15 minute pick Trevor Lawrence is one. And then we were pretty confident Zach Wilson's two. So that's 30 minutes where we're just going to have dead air. Essentially. I know what we should do. Rogers isn't happy. He, he has a scowl on his face every once in a while. Let's pick on him. So again, there's no, there's so wait, are you saying this was coordinated or this was just a coincidence? It's coordinated. It's coordinated from all the way up at the top. I'm coming for you. Goodell. This is going to be bigger than the civil rights movement. March on, march on so wherever he lives. Do I leave my tinfoil hat on for the rest? Because I was hoping you were going to say, nope, no chance. And I was going to rip the tinfoil hat off and be, you know, feel relief. But do I have to leave this tinfoil hat on for the rest of the show then? Well, yeah, it just looks like you're getting a perm. Uh, maybe I am, Josh. I've been treating myself a little bit. Uh, Treat all yourself. <laughs> all right. No, so- um, all seriousness, uh, I do have like... Part of me is like, well, yeah, I mean, this this isn't news. He was upset after the, the loss in the NFC Championship game um, with the decision to kick the field goal. He was upset with the draft, but he also said this is the most fun I've had playing football in years. He had an MVP season, and, you know, th- we re-signed his, his buddy Aaron, and, you know, um, Devante is still on the team. So it's not, I don't know. It is. It's a. It's a unique timing for this news to drop when everybody knew that there has been some rumblings because the tweets that I saw after, um, Schefter um, posted, you know, he's unhappy, wants out of Green Bay. Is um, they're working on a long-term deal. So it's like, okay, if they're working on a long-term deal, he hasn't necessarily shut the door on returning. It's just that they're not seeing eye to eye at this point. So I'm just going to go ahead, put down Patrick Mahomes' numbers, and just say, here you go. 10 years, 100 billion. <laughs> that's that's basically what Mahomes got. 
Uh, well, Josh, we appreciate you reacting to that. I know we were kind of must uh, must see or must hear podcasting with you being such a big Packers fan as you are. I mean, we got you wearing a goddamn cheese hat in our logos everywhere. So I mean, the people know. So I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Uh, we'll kind of fly through the rest of the fan tasty zone here. Uh, just we had some Facebook interaction leading up to the draft. I've been making daily posts just to get trying to people interact. First post went great. Had like five six comments on the first post, and then. Uh, you know, the rest of the post, pretty much only Brian commented on. So, you know, we appreciate you, Brian, and we appreciate everyone else who commented a week ago. Um, first question was, you know, how many P- QBs are going to be off the board? Um, Micah said five. Austin Mayhew, a guy I'm not sure I know who that is, he said five, or uh, off the board by the time the Vikings picked. Jack said four, put it on the board. Hammer said something to ponder for sure. And then I followed up, I was like, would we take Trey Lance if he fell to 14? And Hammer said, nah. I'm sure that's something the Packers would love to see, though. Um, so that was Hammer's input. And then Brian, our numbers guy, said, uh, I would think like 15 quarterbacks are going to be off the board by pick 14. So I think it's time to put Brian out to pasture. I think he's finally outlived his usefulness as our numbers guy. And, uh, you know, what do you think about that? 15, I mean, 15 is more than 14, Josh. Am I right about that? I'm not the numbers guy. Well, shit. I guess Brian can stick around then. Uh, The next one was, uh, who are some of the derpiest-looking players in the NFL? Uh, This time, only Jack commented, and he said, love the guy, but it's got to be Peyton Manning and that big-ass forehead. So, uh, thank you, Jack. Well, hang on. Has he not seen Gronk? How dare you, Gronk's a pretty derpy-looking dude. Gronk is very handsome, and you know it. Uh, day five, I said just about every NFL player goes on to support a cause bigger than themselves. What are some of your favorite player-driven causes? Uh, the only commenter was Brian, and he says, I like the Jeff Gladney Bail Fund. Um, so uh, Brian is writing checks for Jeff Gladney. We appreciate that, Brian. The Skull Nation appreciates that. Uh, day number four, question four was... Well, hang on. I was going to answer day number three, and then I must have gotten lazy and forgot to push submit but well why don't you I wait till go, i get to day three then pal we're going on to well, day four the the causes oh well that's day five well that's you know five days away but go ahead yeah i thought you said the nfl players support causes brian yeah that's correct i'm just saying that was five days from the draft like that was posted five days ago it goes from seven oh, yeah. to one but yeah, anyways i couldn't go comment a day late but yeah cool. i was gonna say brandon marshall has a great cause what is it? Go ahead. Elaborate. It's the mental health of athletes or mental health in general, since he suffers from bipolar disorder, got fined for wearing cleats. He's, he's actually one of the reasons why my cleat, my cleats, my cause is a, a thing. Yeah. He likes to, it's the lime green, lime green cleats or that's the color they're kind of like, and yep. is it bipolar? Yes. I thought it was a borderline personality disorder yeah, that no, Brandon Marshall had. It was one of those, it was a personality, but, but um, a serious disorder. mental illness for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his uh, a day or his football life documentary deal was pretty interesting. To learn about it. So even as a bear, he's um, up there in players I respect. There you go. So day four was um, running backs have been known to fall off a bit during their second contract, but Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are off to a good start. How will Aaron Jones do now that he secured his bag? The only comment was from Brian. He asked a question. He said only one question: Who is Aaron Jones? And so uh, that's a yikes, but I replied to Brian. Josh, you'd be happy with this. I don't know if you saw, but I replied to Brian with a gif, and it was the gif of Aaron uh, Jones last year, game of the week, yeah, playing the Cowboys, and he just did a, was it a peace sign or no? It, it was a wave. He did like a wave as he was running into the end zone. Oh, I, I yeah, I did the Tyreek. 
That's my bad. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so three days away from the draft or from our debut was Dan Bailey is gone. Which rookies are free agents should the Vikings bring in for the kicking competition? Uh, the only comment was uh, Brian. He said, Fwad. Uh, I guess I don't know if I pronounced that right, but that's an old Vikings kicker. I mean, you'd have to be kind of old to get that reference. But, no, at least got to give Brian, uh, Brian credit for contributing. Moving on to uh, the Silver Fox has been kicking rocks for a long time. Who do we think will be the first NFL player to play into their 50s? Brian says George Blanda. He says, I take that back. He was 48. And then I ask, well, who's going to be the first? And then he said Michael Henningsworth. And I Googled that name very quickly. I don't know if that's a real person, Josh. Is that name, <laughs> that reference mean anything to you? Because I, I didn't get the joke, if there was a joke to well, be had. If, if I remember right, he lined up opposite Hingle McCringleberry. So. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? See, I've only, I've only yeah. seen bits of that skit. I haven't like watched it all the way through, I don't think. But uh, And then Bradley, oh, we got a, a rare Bradley cameo. He said TB12 will be the first player to play um, into his 50s. So I think that's... Uh, that's probably the realest answer we can get. One last post, yesterday's post. How many years do we think Kirk will be the Vikings QB after that? Realistically, do the Vikings bring in another free agent vet to start as we historically have, or will we have a young QB ready to take his place? Who might that be? Brian, the only comment says, they will not pick QB in the first. Cousins re-signs for two more after this upcoming stellar season. So the answer is four more years of Cousins. Vikes will go 12-5, and five, make it to the NFC title game. Some guy who we have never heard of as of yet goes wide right for the win as time expires. And so I was proud of my comment back to Brian. All I said was, this comment reeks of decades and decades of trauma. I love it. So thank you, mainly Brian, but also a few others who contributed to our, uh, you know, our daily posts leading up to the draft. And uh, yeah, we appreciate the interaction. We can get it. All right, Josh, let's move on to some free agency talk here. Uh, we recorded a bit of free agency thoughts um, before uh, free agency even started. So this is like beginning of March. Um, do you have anything you want to say before I play that, or do, should I just play it and then we'll talk about it afterwards? You said it's how long? Five, five, just five minutes. All right. Yeah. Go ahead and play it. I'm going to see if I can't find something to do on my phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. If it wants to play. There we and go. all right, we're just recording because fuck it. So, Josh, uh, free agency is going to open here on Wednesday, and uh, the tampering window begins Monday. So there's already a couple probably rumors swirling around on who might go where, but I figure let's get in here, let's record now before um, before we, we start to know all the hot rumors. Uh, just start going through who have the Packers cut, what sort of cap casualties have they had, if any, because I don't know how pretty or not pretty they were looking with uh, the reduced cap this year, and then uh, talk about who they should go after. But first, any cap casualties? I think the biggest casualty is that for free agencies, we're not going to be able to re-sign Corey Lindsley, who's been our star center, or Aaron Jones, who has been um, the best dressed on the sidelines. Um, <laughs> That's what it's all about. Have, we also might not get Jamal Williams, so we'd be stuck with the uh, the quadacy himself, AJ Dillon. Robert Tunyon is a uh, free agent, which is kind of scary. I'm I'm just hoping he gets re-signed. Um, how about you? How's the Vikings looking? 
Well, so the Vikings were so the Vikings are definitely more of a uh, a top heavy team. We like to pay our guys. No secret uh, to any Vikings fans out there. So a couple cap casualties we've had. Kyle Rudolph was a big notable one. Uh, Dan Bailey, not unexpected. Um, and then Riley Reef, um, a bunch of people who are no longer under contract, so just unrestricted free agents. Anthony Harris, Eric Wilson, Rashad Hill, the legend Sean Mannion, Amir Abdullah, Dakota Dozier. A couple big name cap casualties, and then a couple guys who just won't be back due to uh other contractual situation i guess they could be re-signed for like you know couple mil vet men whatever but most likely not going to be back if i had to guess um so i mean so i don't i don't uh, maybe you touched it maybe i just was wasn't listening so i was thinking of my own thoughts but who do you want the packers to go after then how much cap space do you got right now and then uh who, who should the packers make a stab at yeah um i think that re-signing our guys is the more important part i know they're still trying to work on aaron jones um i mean do you really think they can afford him though that guy wants his bag brother yeah no and i don't think they can i'd I'd rather get lindsley but he's also going for 15 million a year um to be honest i don't know enough about the people that are on free agency right now it'd be nice to get a wide receiver but the guys that are available like juju i don't there's no chance that they are able to pay him um solidifying o-line might be a nice option but not able to afford that. I, I think right now we have $2 million. We're, we're just under the cap. So, um, there's a squeak and buy is what you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for the Vikes, I mean, obviously there's been a couple notable guards cut. I think the biggest one is Zyder or Zeder. I'm too lazy to look up his real name right now, but he's got cut from the giants. Um, and then also Trey Turner, whatever his name is, Trey something from the chargers. He had a bad layer last year, but, historically a good guard so we'll see what the vikings do uh but yeah i mean i don't expect the vikings to do anything that sexy either i mean people want anthony Barr just to be straight up cut or to be take a pay cut which i don't think anthony Barr has any incentive to do either i'm always always on the player side i'm not saying any of the guys on our team should you know take a pay cut for the betterment of the team they should you know get what they deserve and what they earn through negotiation uh daniel hunter i guess another thing to watch if he holds out because he he probably wants more money because he's definitely criminally underpaid but we signed him before he was big big so that's how that works but I don't know. Yeah, Enough. I mean, it, go ahead. Daniil Hunter is going to demand fifty percent of your guys' cap. <laughs> Think so? Give me. Ugh. We're done with Vikings talk. Done with Packers talk. Do you think before we talk again? So about a month from now, approximately mid-April, like I said, do you think Wilson will have moved or Watson will have moved or any other notable trades will have happened between now and the next when we officially podcast? I'm I'm sure there will be. I'm I'm thinking Wilson more so than Watson. Um, but I also, I mean, the Texans GM or whatever, just had a press conference where he said he didn't even know what Watson wanted out. So that organization is the absolute epitome of dumpster fire. Like you thought the Browns were bad for the last decade. The, the Houston's just like, hold my soda. Yeah. Gotcha. So no, uh, all right. So we're thinking Wilson will move more likely than Watson, but yeah, the Texans are, they're distracting the entire league. If anyone else has some shit going on right now, the Texans are taking all the heat. So I guess that if the Vikings fuck something up, we can just be like, well, at least we're not the fucking Texans, pal. Well, right. I'll, no, I'll, I mean, Spielman knocked a kid over just to steal his ice cream cone, and no one's talking about it. So. All right. All right. Well, future Gar, future Josh, wake up. Your nap's over. Um, is there anything you want to say to your future self, Josh, about a month from now? Brett Hundley's a free agent. Don't fall for it. <laughs> Don't.
<laughs> Fall for it. All right, future Gar, I'm sure you're looking uh, dashing. All right, see you later. Uh, well, I guess I'll stop recording. Well, Josh, that was that. Those were our pre-free agency thoughts. Um, obviously, you was spot on. You are dashing, sir. Thank you, thank you. Um, and you, you were right. No one went on to talk about Rick Meal, Rick Spielman knocking over a kid to steal his ice cream cone. So I guess we successfully swept that one right under the rug, pal. Um, and, but- and Jeff Gladney getting arrested. I mean, people talked about it for about thirty seconds, and then all of a sudden, eighteen more women came forward on Watson. So there you go. At least we're not the fucking Texans, pal. Works right? like a charm, just as I predicted. Think uh, I can use that same excuse? <laughs> you could try. Um, it depends on who you're using it to. Some people might care and some people might not. But, Josh, let's keep her rolling here. Obviously, the people could hear what you said. You heard what you said. You had a chance to listen to it prior as well. What did you think the Packers were going to do at the beginning of the March and then what actually ended up happening? Um, I mean, honestly, I was kind of shocked at kind of how spot on I was with a lot of it. Um, I, I thought Lindsley Jones and Williams would walk, um, resetting a lot of our guys was a big priority just because, I mean, they made it to the NFC championship game. So it wasn't a bad team. Um, I was hoping to sign a wide receiver, even if it was a small name guy like Deshaun Jackson. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in the, I don't think that sounded. You, you did. Well, yeah, you mentioned it, not in the one that just played, but when we were actually talking, yeah. you mentioned D Jacks, Curtis Samuel, even Juju. Yeah, and, and I knew Juju would be too expensive. Curtis Samuel ended up being more expensive. And then um, Corey Davis was one of the higher paid guys too, which I did not see coming. Um, so it was hopeful, but not necessarily expected just based on what the prices would be. Um, and I mean, what happened was basically that, except Jones got, Jones resigned and Tanyan, Tanyan got, sorry, sorry, Robert, big Bob. Um, he got a second round tender, so no one was going to touch that. Um, which is nice because I think that tight end is one of those positions that we struggled with um, while Rodgers has been un- while Rodgers has been under center and continues to be under center. <laughs> um, but uh, getting Jones resigned and, and I think you and I had a conversation about the the team friendly deal. I mean, it's still it's a lot of money when it comes down to the per year, but the upfront with this low salary cap year, it's not not the worst contract for a team. It's not like he's getting. 15 million a year and he it starts now it's uh i think it's only a couple million this year gotcha well yeah so i mean it sounds like pretty much as expected no flashy signings pretty much just have the packers always have keep their homegrown talent or guys they sign early they're not big on giving anyone huge paydays except for rogers but that might be over um anyways um so, but yeah, I mean, they, 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 I think I had to cut it just for time, but the Packers didn't have a lot of cap room anyway, so it's not like they were going to do anything. Uh, the Vikings similarly did not have a lot of cap room, but um, they sure didn't sign a fucking guard, so that that was cool. There's a bunch of guards that went other places. A guard or two also got traded as well. Um, it's very possible the guards just didn't want to come to cold-ass Minnesota, but we could have made similar offers to what those guards went for. So it's always disappointing to see um, the signing of Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. Tomlinson. That's right, Dalvin Tomlinson. That one is definitely kind of a par for the course Viking signings. Allegedly, he was about the only D-tackle of note in the whole free agency. So I'm not surprised to see Zim sign a guy like that, or Zim want a guy like that, especially if he's the only one. Andre Patterson, um, heralded coach on the D-line. Um, and this one, I gotta, I gotta say, pretty much, it's not like shocking, but it's definitely surprising. I had to say, just about the whole world was surprised when we signed Patrick Peterson. I know I was, I was shocked as shit. I didn't know that was an option. 
Um, Josh, were you surprised when we signed Patrick Peterson? Yeah, because I knew, I mean, I knew corner wasn't necessarily, I mean, you just drafted two corners last year. Both of them, not both first rounders, first and second, right? Uh, yeah, Gladney was in the first, and I believe Dantzler, the next best one, was in the third, I want to say. Could also be third? the second, though. I'm not, it's second or third, it's second day. Okay, so, you know, relevant positioning for a draft, I guess. And, right. Um, so I was, I was a bit shocked, but then also, you know, vet presence. Um, five years ago, that would have been a signing that just put the nail in the coffin on, like, Green Bay and other teams because he was so dynamic back then. Um, the last few years, he's fallen off, but it's still a vet presence. So I think that overall, it should be a beneficial signing. Um, Delvin Tomlinson, he was like the top D tackle available, and he was the only person of note on that Giants defense, from what I understand. Um, and and you know maybe he's a two way player, maybe he plays guard. I mean, he's he's probably got the size for it. Maybe he's not quite tall enough, but I think he's got the the weight and the power for it. So, you know what? Crazier things have happened, Josh. Yeah. Uh, rest of the league. I mean, there was a lot of movement this off season. Um, most of it cuts and restructuring because of um, the salary cap being down so low. But I, I do, I do see your notes here for the rest of the league. Um, Clowney is a brownie. First off, that's one. It's a little racist. Um, but uh, that D line. How many doll hairs would it cost for you to try and rush the ball against that D line? I mean, I'd probably do it for like 50 bucks. I mean, are they like in full pads and I'm just dressed like this or am I fully padded up? Because I mean. No, just put yourself in an NFL situation. You're, you're in the game. You're the running back. You're the running back that got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you get handed the ball and you're staring down Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, and I don't know. Who's their D tackle? I don't. I couldn't Vince tell. Wilfork. Is it still Sheldon Richardson? Did they sign? Probably. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Vince Wilfork. <laughs> what? Uh, what would be your initial reaction seeing both those guys lined up on the outside? Because Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney are going to be the the guys that you're focusing on on that defense, and they're on I'm, opposite sides of the field. I'm guessing. I mean, my initial reaction would be like, yeah, this isn't great. But I mean, if someone's offering me money to do this, I mean, heck, pal, free money is free money. Give me a quick 50 bucks and I'll let them tackle me behind the line. I mean, it's not like you're making me succeed by getting this money. So, I mean, I'd run against them. Hell, I might just fall over and still take the 50 bucks. Money's money, pal. Oh, yeah. That turf monster tripped you up, didn't it? <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. Uh, yeah, but, but so. No, I mean, it's that D line, I think, is going to be scary. That defense was good in the first place. Um, the Browns are one of my dark horse teams to actually make a huge run at it. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. I say I don't know um, how dark horse they are now. I think that most of the yeah. world believes in them. Yeah, right. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, um, but OBJ was injured, and then they kind of hit their stride. I, I, I would not be shocked to see a, a Green Bay Browns Super Bowl. That'd be nuts. Uh, so, yeah, Clowney is a Brownie now. The Pats pretty much got just about everyone else of note in free agency. Hunter Henry, John U. Smith, Kyle Vinoy. Um, I know there's big players I'm missing, but those are the three that come to the top of my head. Wilson R. Watson didn't move, but uh, Deshaun Watson's situation has become interesting. And I'm not sure we even want to get into it, but, uh, you know, if the allegations are true, fuck that guy. But if they're not, fuck those other people. So... I'm sure the truth ends up somewhere in the middle, as it always does. But what a oh yeah, there's, what there's a gross room. thing. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, despicable if it's not true, or if it's true, it's despicable. If it's not true, it's it's 
you know that that's still going to linger over his head regardless of oh whether yeah or not he, it's he's true. already guilty in the in the court of public opinion for sure just by the allegations right. outside of texas inside texas people texans fans there's there's a lot on twitter that are yeah saluting and saying it was me it wasn't him right that die. sort of thing yeah, yeah. But uh, we had talked about it the other day, and and the the damning evidence on him is the the forty different masseuses that have come forward, the twenty two that are against him, the eighteen that are for him, forty different masseuses, <laughs> and those are the ones that are actually coming forward. It's like no wonder he wants a trade. He ran out of people in Texas. Yeah, I've never gotten a massage, so I can't speak to it. But uh, forty seems like a high number of unique masseuses for sure I, not even I mean, 40 get, sessions 40 masseuses i get one like every three four weeks or i try to keep it on that schedule and granted i'm not making nfl money and it's not my job to have a body that's you know in in tip-top shape but uh you find someone you like it's like a barber you know you find someone you like you want to stick with that person you don't want to go somewhere else so i mean maybe he's just really really picky but at the same time, maybe he's maybe, maybe really, really icky. You know, Josh, that could be. Uh, but we'll keep rolling here. We want to be out of here by 6.30. That's when Pat McAfee starts. That's when K-Fan starts. Real drafts at 7, but uh, there's no way we can compete with those other people. So uh, we could probably... <laughs> they can't compete with us. Well, that's true. We wouldn't want to embarrass them. So, Josh, I mean, we're moving on. What's next here? We got... Oh, we're talking about... Josh. Ready to talk some draft? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Josh Mitchell. And I'm Garlic Johnson. Our top story tonight is, of course, the NFL draft. In less than uh, an hour and a half, 32 young men's dreams will come true when they are selected into the NFL and join a very exclusive fraternity. Their names could potentially live on in infamy. Josh, are you excited for tonight's draft? Hell yeah, brother. I'm just, I'm looking forward to watch these young men's dreams come true. Well, Josh, I mean, I think it would be a mistake uh, to not go back in time a little bit before we start tonight. I know there's a lot going on with the NFL draft. And like we said, 32 young men's dreams will come true. But um, as was alluded to earlier in the show, um, the draft time can be rough for some teams. So let's listen to a quick little audio bite about the experiences uh, some may have in the draft this year or in uh, years to come. Warning, this audio is triggering. Viewer discretion is advised. That's not... Now there's been a trade. The Packers that, have moved up to 26. What? The Packers have traded up, and they're showing Jordan Love, Utah oh State quarterback. God. I swear to fucking God, if the Packers draft Jordan Love, I'm fucking done. <laughs> they may take Patrick Queen, the linebacker. Could. Yep. 
Wouldn't hate that. <laughs> Zach Pawn actually get, get the hometown guy. Nah. He's a Wisconsin kid. <laughs> is that because you went to Iowa, Mel, or is that why? Nah, don't give a shit about that. I'd rather have the other guy who's an athletic freak. I mean, I'm sure Bond's fine. Here we go. There the pick go. is in. Roger Goodell is, is waving again. Yeah, come on, I can't, Ty. I can't watch that. That is very uncomfortable. Ty, embrace the future of the Green Bay Packers. They are selecting. Oh, no. The anticipation Three. builds. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Oh, no, no. Jordan oh, Love, quarterback, oh, Utah State. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mel, how's the Green Bay Packers fans taking this, pal? <clears throat> well, good coons, pack your shit and get out of town, okay? Because everyone who's a Packers fan fucking hates you right now, pal. If you're a Packers fan, you know where that guy lives. Show up and pitch for us. Oh, my God. Jeez. Maybe throw a couple bricks or rocks. No, 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 no. You don't. Let him know gone. we're not fucking happy about this, okay? <laughs> hey, Mel, you were one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Uh, your team obviously had a couple holes to fill. You basically punt on this decision and go with a backup quarterback for at least four years with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, let's take the only guy who's going to fucking piss Rodgers off. The only possible <laughs> pick that's going to make oh, him fucking shit. pissed at the organization. Schefter just tweeted about us. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee's show earlier. No respect for A.J. Hawk. Unbelievable. And said this. We haven't picked a skill player in the first round in 15 years, so that would be kind of cool, Aaron Rodgers said to us earlier. Oh, yeah. I know he did. No, he did. Javon yeah. Walker, last fucking receiver the Packers took. Oh, two. Uh, good God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so everyone assumed they were probably going to take a receiver, didn't they? Or someone uh. to help stop the run. I'm sorry, folks. I should have warned before that that audio could have been triggering, but that was a reality for some uh, last year. Josh, you um, you happen to know a lot about the Packers. Do you think uh, a, a team could have a similar experience this year, or do we think um, GMs around the league have learned their lesson? Well, Gar, you know, it's tough to say. It, you'd think that these men being employed in the position they are as, um, as high of a position as they are, um, some would say more more influential than some politicians. They, they would uh, learn from their mistakes, but after the news that has recently been um, released uh, with Aaron Rodgers having some uh, uh, malcontent with the Packers organization, I would not be shocked for them to trade their MVP quarterback for some picks and acquire yet another first-round quarterback. Maybe this one with the name Jordan Haight. You know, Josh, that is a possibility, and we will just have to see as the time goes. However, we do have full extensive coverage coming up right now, so maybe we'll uh, pause our Packers thoughts and we'll get back to them in a little bit. Josh, 32 picks will happen tonight in the first round of the NFL Draft starting at 7 p.m. Central. Um, maybe more. Uh, well, no, it'll be exactly 32 picks. As of right now, Or only maybe more. Again, Josh, uh, I know, I'm sorry if you were triggered by the previous audio. We just wanted to uh, share history so maybe the uh, mistakes could not be repeated or to potentially prepare 
um, our viewers for what could be a long night. Um, but like I said, 32 picks will happen tonight, and then 28 teams are currently set to pick. Four teams do not have a first-round pick, but they could always trade up. Other teams could trade out. So who knows how many teams will walk away with the draft pick tonight. But 32 selections will happen. Uh, and as of right now, the Vikings and the Packers each have one. Um, we don't need to dive too deep on every pick, Josh, but let's just kind of go down the list here. Starting at pick number one, Jacksonville. Um, it's been the belief by pretty much everyone on the planet that they will take um, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Josh. Do you expect the Jacksonville Jaguars to make that pick, or do you think we could be in for a surprise? I, I think that they'd be foolish to make that pick, Gar. Um, they've got somebody on their roster by the name of Gardner Minshew, who just so happens to be the number one overall quarterback in all sorts of statistical and analysis that you could make. Um, but they are a stupid organization. That's why they have the first overall pick. Trevor Lawrence is most likely going to be off the board early. All right, Josh. Moving on to Yep, go ahead. Moving on to pick number two, New York Jets, another team slated for a quarterback slot. They also have a secondary need of everything else. Um, Garlic, how do you see their pick going? Oh, well, it's an interesting question, Josh. Uh, anyone who remembers last season, we thought the Jets were going to be a shoo for the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. But in true Jets fashion, they were even able to screw that up and ended up winning too many games and are thus stuck with the second pick. So they do not get Trevor Lawrence. Former coach Adam Gase is out of time. And now um, Robert Sala, who was a very um, prestigious coaching candidate, is taking over the organization. To me, uh, it is a bit surprising that in about every mock draft available currently on the internet and in other places, potentially our competing networks, um, that Zach Wilson, quarterback out of Utah, BYU, I believe, um, is slated to go number two. And I do not believe Zach Wilson is thought to be the second best quarterback in this draft. Um, so that surprises me a bit. I'm not sure if you have any specific thoughts on Zach Wilson or why he's going too, but I do suspect they will take Zach Wilson too, and I'm not sure why. Well, I do believe that there's a little bit of racism involved. Um, a lot of it has to do with Mac Jones's uh, previous Twitter posts, um, not to do with the other potential quarterbacks, but I, they, they just have a, they're looking for a quarterback with a cannon of an arm. And I don't know if you've seen Zach Wilson throw that pigskin around, but he can yuck it. Uncle Rico himself would be proud. I have seen a couple highlights. He is, he has been compared to, Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers a bit with his arm talent. He just is not believed to be the most polished. So we will see in a couple years if Zach Wilson does turn out for the Jets. Moving on to pick three, Josh. The San Francisco 49ers, they paid a king's ransom to move up to this third overall pick. There has been wild speculation since they made that move. At the beginning, it seemed very clear they would take Mac Jones. Then Justin Fields heated up for a little bit. And as of just today, Trey Lance has made a very last-minute push to become the gambling favorite for the number three overall pick going to San Francisco. Assuming no Packers dreams are crushed and Aaron Rodgers Rodgers stays in Green Bay and the 49ers select a quarterback here. Who do you think is the ultimate quarterback to go to San Francisco and uh, be coupled with Kyle Shanahan, offensive guru? Well, my gut likes to tell me it's Trey Lance. I'm going with the most recent reports. Um, I would also, I mean, the other three, to me, they're all kind of muddled. Mac Jones being the kind of the lower of the three, the Justin Fields and the Trey Lance, though. Um, either one, I think that would improve that roster. 
Um, they paid a king's ransom for uh, Jimmy G, if I remember correctly. Um, so who knows what they have going for them um, outside of that. But yes, quarterback is most likely on that uh, on their the, on their mind for that first pick overall. Um, though they may trade out of it if they don't see the value in those guys and try and steal a quarterback from a particular Midwestern team that wears green a lot. Kyle Shanahan, uh, the Vikings don't wear green. It's weird you say that, but Kyle Shanahan and Kirk Cousins have been linked many times, so that is always a possibility. Josh, we'll move on to the number four pick here in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta could do a lot of things with this pick. What do you think they're going to do? Well, they have a QB that's aging. They also have no tight end that can catch the ball, and they're struggling on defense, and they need some protection for their quarterback. But I do feel like um, they are going to go with that tight end along with a lot of other reporters here. Um, Kyle Pitts is going to be the one that is, is their, um, favorite, but I would not be shocked if they went Penny Sewell or whatever his name is that all offensive tackle, the top offensive tackle. How about you, Gar? Do you have any strong feelings? No, I mean, Kyle Pitts is the most linked to him, but I do think, um, if Trey Lance makes it to four or if, um, they're thinking they want to protect Matt Ryan for the gas left he's got in the tank. Uh, I think any of those picks would make a lot of sense. Um, so I don't particularly think anything too strongly here at the pick number four. Anything could happen. Do we have a uh, guest correspondence showing up today? Well, Josh, if we're done with Atlanta, yes, we will move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, because we are a reputable news network, we do have senior correspondents who are out in the field right now and who can report on some of the teams out there um, and what they could be doing tonight on draft night or just some general news. So uh, we do have a Cincinnati Bengals senior correspondent. His name, his name is Micah. Uh, he is our Aussie friend from Down Under. And when I say Down Under, I literally mean Down Under. I'm pretty sure this guy works in the mines. Pretty sure he's a miner. So he spends a lot of time upside down underground. I'm not even sure he how signed that a waiver. works. He, uh, I, uh, reports or my sources are telling me he did sign a waiver. So let's see what Micah has to say about the Cincinnati Bengals pick at number five. Evening, Garlic and Josh. Welcome back to the new season and your podcast. Got me on tonight to talk about the Bengals and their draft prospects. It's nice not to be talking about our players getting arrested for once, like we are used to, like 10 years ago. As far as I'm concerned, whichever one of Sewell or Chase are there at five, it has to be one, or I'll be booking my appointment to get my Bengals tattoo removed from my leg. My personal preference would be Sewell and a speed-wide receiver later on in the draft, as Higgins, Boyd and Tate can get the job done if far as good as we think. They need to get multiple linemen in the draft as well and hope a couple hit. In other Bengals off-season news, though, the uniforms, wow. Just absolutely amazing, straight fire. Like, probably the best you could have done with the horrid orange selection that they've got. Anyway, boys, have a good night, and I'll see you in the new season. Thank you, Micah. We'll take it back here in the studio from there. So he likes to think it'll be Sewell or Chase, um, which I think are both possibilities. I think if this organization decides to not protect their um, franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow, they are fools. But if Sewell isn't there, Josh, do you think Chase is a good pick? I mean, if Sewell's not there, yes. Going with the wide receiver, another weapon. Um, somebody, somebody that allows Burrow to get the ball out quick because – even before they drafted Burrow, that offensive line is atrocious. And Micah, you know, 
I'm, I'm sorry you have to cheer that for that team. Um, we all we all have teams or we all have years where our team does not perform. But I mean, they've had issues with protecting the quarterback for years. Um, and last year was just kind of icing on the cake when their first overall pick ended up tearing his ACL. Um, I do think that if Sewell's is on the board, they'd be foolish to go with Chase. Um, and 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 I, I lean on or I, I lean towards his direction with um, protecting their quarterback over finding him weapons. If you look at the great quarterbacks in the league, um, they make their weapons weapons. They don't make you know they don't need weapons to make them good. Um, so they have a great quarterback or what people think to be a great quarterback, uh, protect him and let him show that. Excellent, Josh. Thank you for your input. Uh, we will speed up here the next couple picks just because uh, time is betraying us. Before we move on, though, and kind of skip over the next few, I would like to let you know that um, we are getting reports that Bradley Knup, a uh, famous Hidden Oaks resident, is sending along a message of um, appreciation, and he would like to let you know, sweet flow, Jay. So just I'm getting reports that Bradley Knup is uh, appreciating your hair flow this evening. Anyways, I was, I was recently um, recently inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame despite never playing in the NHL. Um, it's it's been a dream of mine to be in a Hall of Fame of some sorts, other than the one that I made up myself. So, thank you, Brad. I appreciate the uh, recognition. Uh, well, that's excellent, Josh. Congratulations on your um, your Hall of Fame induction as well. Uh, the next couple it's quite picks. easy to get in. It's the Hockey League. Beating through the next couple picks here, Miami, no one really cares about them. Detroit is literally the worst team in existence. Carolina, they seem to believe in Sam Darnold, so it's likely they will protect him. Denver could potentially go quarterback to give more competition to Teddy and Drew Locke. Otherwise, they could go defense, as that defense is not what it once was. Dallas, pretty much everyone has them taken a corner. The Giants are a dumpster organization. Philadelphia, we absolutely hate Josh, the Chargers, uh, what could they do with um, Justin Herbert, rising star? What could they do to improve that team? Well, I think I think that with how he performed last year, um, he didn't have much time. He showed some ability to escape when he needed to but um, and make plays. I think that they, like the Bengals, they'd be foolish not to protect him. I know that you're a huge Chargers backer, um, and I, I have a soft spot for them as well, being a Ladanian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates fan growing up. Um, Justin Herbert was somebody that I just absolutely loved to watch last season. So protecting him should be their top priority, but they did, um, from what I understand, lose quite a bit on defense, um, injuries plagued them last year on defense. But, uh, um, I would say that get, get an offensive tackle, somebody to protect your star QB and then, um, worry about the, the defense in the later rounds. Josh, I do have to cut you off right there. It sounds like your thought was concluded, but I do have a quick breaking story. Um, I believe the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix has received its first ever monetary uh, gain. We have received a gift or two in the past, but the Hidden Oaks Overdose has officially received its first um, dollar donation, if you will. Today in the YouTube description, I have put the tip jar uh, along with my Venmo handle, and we have received uh, your Venmo. Got it. That that is correct, as I am the one who has invested every pretty much every dollar into the show so far. Um, but uh, hold on, let me make sure I get the numbers correct. Yes, I can confirm and report to you that we have received a full $2 um, from the aforementioned Bradley Knup. So not only does he appreciate your flow, but he does appreciate um, what we're doing as well, and he has tipped us for our service. So Bradley Knup, you're a gentleman and a scholar, and uh, to the moon, boys. Here we go. 
Um, but thank you for your Chargers thought, Josh, and sorry for the interruption with the quick breaking news story. Um, but let's move on to the Vikings. And I do believe we have a senior correspondent in the field by the name of Dusty Johnson. Do you mind sending off? Uh, do you mind sending it off this time to our senior correspondent in the field, Dusty Johnson? Yeah, we're going to pass it off to uh, Dusty Johnson, a longtime fan of the show, senior correspondent, and a big-time fan of flower beds in pole carts. Thanks, Josh. Yes, I am here reporting live from the TCO Performance Center in Minnesota. It is a very exciting day here in Minnesota. The draft is huge for the Vikings. Rick Spielman has definitely built up a reputation for being a shrewd and a efficient drafter. Um, it is no secret that the Vikings need help on both the offensive and the defensive line, and they could improve those situations tonight at pick number 14. However, the organization have been telling me and would like me to remind you that the Vikings drafted 15 goddamn players last year um, so you know guys like Troy Dye guys like James Lynch and it's possible they still have a future in the NFL even if they're not future Hall of Famers so maybe take a chill pill and not forget um, what happened last year uh, however something more serious has been brewing um, within the performance center over the last couple weeks um, if you do the math if you count it out if you look at the board there's currently a 64 pick gap between Rick Spielman's pick and the first round and Rick Spielman's pick in the third round and that is the longest gap of Rick Spielman's NFL career he is not happy about this he has been seen pacing the halls breaking things swearing up a storm late at night in the performance center and it has gone so far as employees reporting him to HR saying they feel uncomfortable being in the same building and the same state as him so we will see what happens there to make matters worse for Rick Spielman uh, Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, has made it no secret that he wants a corner um, with the first pick in this NFL draft. He is putting pictures of corners he likes in the bathroom, above the urinal, in the microwave, in Rick's office, in his car. There is no way, there's nowhere Rick can go that he is not inundated with pictures of corners. Um, so Mike Zimmer is pounding on the desk, both figuratively and literally, for his preferred pick this draft. There's one more thing important to note here. Um, just this morning, I was having a cup of coffee with Rick Spielman to get my last bit of tidbit uh, draft news. And as he was getting up, the, the conversation wasn't that interesting, but as he was getting up, a piece of paper fell out of his pocket. Uh, I picked it up for him, and I was able to glean what the piece of paper said. The piece of paper said, trade back no matter what. So I'm not sure if he's channeling his inner Kevin Costner. Um, I did notice he had been watching the movie Draft Day a lot in the recent days but um vikings fans should be warned it could be a long night so buckle in and uh get some snacks back to you in the studio gar and josh thank you dusty johnson i appreciate your take a uh, lot of good insight there I'm, I'm happy that our show has succeeded so much that we've got such great correspondence out in the field moving yeah. on new england uh do they even have enough space on their roster for more players after the free agency, you'd think that they'd be at 95 already. You would think that a roster would be full, Josh, and you would think they would have no more dollars to sign these players even as well. But there's been a lot of rumors recently that the pa the Patriots are looking to move up in this draft to maybe take a Mac Jones if he starts to fall. Do you think they go quarterback? Do they sit put at 15? What does Bill do with a seemingly newfound um, strategy for this year? Well, with how aggressive Mr. Belichick has been, I, I, I wouldn't put it past him to take a trade back in the first round if a quarterback had been offered to him. 
Now, I'm not naming names, but it might be something he'd love to see um, if he had a quarterback from the team picking at 29 um, on the board. So maybe maybe a love-hate situation where a team moves up, um, New England gets their quarterback, and sets them up for the future. Maybe, you know, something that everybody else could love. Um, and so, um, that's kind of how I feel, you know, they could move up for one or they could, um, move back and love what they do. That's very possible, Josh. Definitely a lot of affection and emotion coming out of your answer there, and I think all the viewers will appreciate that. We will fly through a couple more picks here. Um, Arizona, nobody really cares about them, but they certainly are on the rise. <laughs> I'm looking most forward to what Cliff Kingsbury draft setup will be this year, as last year um, he definitely became a meme and was an internet sensation. Las Vegas, um, no one knows what Mike Mayock's doing. I love John Gruden, but they are doing weird things. Miami, it is possible they take a running back here. I'd love to see Najee Harris go off the board at 18. The Washington football team with Riverboat Ron is doing some weird things, but um, if a quarterback falls, do you think they'd take him or do you think they'd want to protect Fitzmagic? Don't you mean Taylor Heineke? Josh, if you think Taylor Heineke beats out Ryan Fitzmagic in a draft or not a draft in a quarterback competition you are sadly mistaken and i will have you institutionalized well i'm just saying ryan ryan fitzmagic has definitely made his uh made his rounds in the nfl but uh i feel like his role as a backup has been pretty much solidified wherever he goes so he may he may play 99 percent of the snaps but taylor heineke is going to be their starter if it's for one play one series you know, it just, it's just up to Riverboat Ron. Um, if we were going off the best beard on the roster, Ryan Fitzmagic has it one. Um, doesn't matter which team he's on. Um, moving on to John. what your question was. Yes, they do protect him. Excellent. That's good to hear. Uh, we are getting reports that our broadcast is making waves in the social media sphere. It's another quick interruption. Um, a famous viewer of the show, rival news network um, podcast host, Alex Williams, is uh, put out a statement saying that Dustin, I'm not sure who Dustin is, he might be referring to our previous Vikings correspondent, Dusty Johnson, but he says, Dustin looked a lot like garlic there. Um, I can't tell you what you're seeing. I don't know what you're talking about, but Alex, you might want to get a point. Uh, you might want to make sure your vision insurance is up to date because you might need to use some of it. Um, Purple Kool-Aid has been known to be linked to vision loss as well as hallucinations and delirious dreams. That uh, I heard all those things to be exactly right, true, and correct. All right, Josh, we're moving on to the Chicago Bears here, and we actually have another senior correspondent out in the field in Chicago reporting the latest from Chicago. His name is David Cushing, and he's going to give us the latest on the ground. David, please take it away. Well, hello there, Dusty. You know, it's been one hell of an offseason for the Bears, and going into tonight, who really knows how much more Ryan Pace could fuck this up? Uh, getting rid of one of our best cornerbacks we've had in the past 10 years and Kyle Fuller and then throwing away half of our offensive line. Who really knows what we're going to do to try and protect our new quote-unquote franchise quarterback, Andy Dalton? Let's see. We'd, we'd start off. We'd love to get an old lineman. Um, we, we signed Andy Dalton, and we passed up on plenty of other great quarterback opportunities. So if we're going to get a quarterback in this draft, we might as well throw half the team away to get one of those top four picks. 
love to see an O-line built up. We basically told Akeem Hicks he's free to try and sign with anybody else, so maybe we'll go for a D-lineman as well. Uh, you'd love to see Allen Robinson happy not getting double-teamed all year, and so maybe we bring out another wide receiver to compliment Mooney on the other side, but who the fuck knows? Thanks, David. Uh, so you mentioned going after a quarterback in the top four, getting one of the top four guys. What happens if the Bears can't weasel their way in there and maybe even ignore the quarterback position early in the draft? What might the Bears do then? You know, if we don't start going for a quarterback in the first two rounds, and you, again, you never know, we'd really like to see the offensive line built up. We brought Damian Williams in for the backfield, so hopefully we're not in any need there. Uh, the secondary could always be improved. We have a great front seven, uh, regardless if we're trying to ship them away or not. Uh, we'd really like to see someone compliment Desmond Trufant as well. So if we'd really love to focus on the offensive line, the D-backs, and you know, throw in a prayer for the quarterback. Wait, hold up here. Hold up. Yeah. All right. All right, I'll tell him. Just heard from Ryan Pace. He said he's had so much fun this offseason that you can just throw your hat in the ring and he'll see whatever the fuck he can do to try and make this a little more interesting for Bears fans. Looking at another great 9-7, and 8-8, eight and 7-9 eight, season. Any of those three, honestly, would be pretty happy. Well, thank you, David, for that excellent Chicago report. Uh, David seems to have forgot that the NFL will be playing a 17 regular game season, so 8-9, or... Was that eight and nine, nine and eight? Those are your best options. Do I have my numbers right? Jesus, I think I do. Eight and nine sounds right. Um, so no more eight and eight. You could go eight and eight and one to go perfectly even, but that will change things. Um, Josh, I believe we have, uh, uh, do we have a correspondent for Indianapolis? Um, I feel like we do. I think that it's going to be a longtime listener and contributor, uh, Levi Oki. Um, he has been in the field. I believe he's been doing over, undercover work despite not, needing to uh we strict we i mean we stressed to him that he had no need to wear full fatigues in a ghillie suit while walking around the colts facility uh because it does nothing to hide him um but he did so anyways i believe um he's he's calling in now uh, i believe so uh carmel bear um uh, excuse me levi Oki, are you there are you there to correspond uh, to us on the colts Carlmer here, camping outside of Jim Mercer's house, banging on his doors, demanding answers from him and the Colts GM about this year's draft strategy for the Colts. Just like years before, Chris Ballard is doing his best impression of a rest stop bathroom and leaking, leaking the game plan he's made before it even has a chance to happen. Will the Colts trade back day one? Yes. Will the Colts draft an offensive lineman early? Yes. What's obvious is that they're looking at Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame for tight end, Trebell Cox from LSU for linebacker, and Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa for defensive end. But what you don't know, and what I just recently heard from a friend of a friend who knows a guy who went to school with this lady who used to dog sit the Ballard's family pet, is that they're looking into this powerhouse player from Kent State. Standing at 6'5", 230 pure American pounds with a toilet seat forehead and the arm that I can only describe as a Space Force cannon, this player is everything we need. A competent QB that comes with accuracy and consistency. And what's even better is that he's not Carson Wentz. Ladies and gentlemen, we would like to welcome Mayton Panning to the Colts. Mayton Panning. Now, that's a name I haven't heard of. Uh, Gar, do you have any background information on this Mayton Panning? I mean, it sounds like our correspondent out in Indianapolis has a lot of information, um, something that we uh, that, that seemed to have passed us by. Um, do you have anything to add? Have you, have you been in on this knowledge? 
Uh, I can I can say I'm not. We, as you alluded to earlier, Carmel Bear really goes uh, full in, and he can be off the grid for weeks, if not months, while trying to gather this information. Um, you know, I'm sure knocking out or pounding on the door of Jim Ursay's house does lead to a lot of this crucial information as the owner of the Colts. Um, I would like to also let you know that sent in was an email from Levi Oki with the subject line, do not open until my segment uh, is over, Colts correspondent. Uh, well, it looks like he has sent in a picture of Mayton Panning um, out of Kent State, Josh, and I... I, since since I didn't e open this email until right now, I can't really um, adequately put it on the screen in a way that would be conducive um, for full quality. But I can just cover up Josh's picture for a second. And Josh, this is uh, uh, this is the picture of uh, Mayton Panning, um, the, uh, the the future quarterback of the Colts. That is not Carson Wentz. Does he look like a handsome fellow? Does he look like he's going to be a successful quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, he looks like a guy that you could land an airplane on his forehead, um, and but he's got some noodle arms, so I, I just wonder how that's going to translate into NFL success if he needs to throw the long ball. Um, he's got a decent mustache, one that would put, you know, maybe a hair follicle on Carmel Bear's dad's mustaches, you know, put a skirmish on that. But um, overall, you know, he just looks like an average Joe that's probably better off making insurance commercials and singing country songs with Brad Paisley. You know, Josh, I think that's excellent reporting. And for uh, doing that all off the cuff, I'd have to say that is probably the best take we're going to have uh, before the NFL draft starting tonight. Um, so thank you, uh, Levi Oki, out in the field for your continued work. And we look forward to more of your reporting, hopefully post-draft. Um, so again, Josh, time is betraying us. We're going to have to keep flying here. Tennessee and the Jets, literally not a single person on the planet cares about those other teams. But we do have one, well, one, maybe two more uh, senior correspondents in the field. This time with the Steelers, we have uh, plenty of people we could have gone to. We could have gone to Titan. I could have gone to an old friend of mine. Uh, his name is Dane, Dane Young. Um, he's out of Kentucky, some way a Steelers fan. But I figured let's go with the um, absolute, oh, God, hold on. There we go. Sorry, I thought I'd lost the audio. The whole thing would have been dead. Uh, but I figured I'd go to the most qualified correspondent. Thank you, Mr. Oh, my God. Easy, Eric's. Hold on one second. I figured I'd go to the most qualified senior correspondent I can find. Someone who lives in Eastern Europe, a.k.a. the worst country on earth, Latvia. Eric's for our Steelers coverage. Eric's, take it away. Thank you, Mr. America. So let's talk about the Steelers. Unfortunately, I don't think this draft will highly impact the impending disappointment of barely missing the playoffs or being one of those one-and-done teams. The Steelers are not in an ideal spot before this draft to say the least. Some bright spots in the offseason would include firing Randy Fitchner and being able to re-sign Juju on a very nice deal. But, to ruin my day, they also decided to bring back Ben. Unless they're planning to bring in a young guy who can learn from him, I don't really see the point in that move, because let's face it, they'll be playing in one of, if not the toughest division, and Roethlisberger just doesn't have what it takes anymore. Thank you for your service, it's time to go. I see a lot of people arguing that we went 11-0 to start the season with Ben, but the Steelers had a ridiculously easy schedule, and once our elite defense got banged up, we went 1-4 to end the season. Even with the pay cut, Big Ben is eating up a huge chunk of cap space and it's not a given that this will actually be his last season so it'll be interesting to see how they will deal with that and give tj watt and minka fitzpatrick an extension as well the biggest need for the steelers in this draft is offensive line 
They lost three starters in the offseason, including Mike Pouncey, who has been one of the key players for the Steelers. A lot of speculation is going on that the Steelers will pick Najee Harris at 24, and I absolutely love that pick. Harris is the type of running back that would be perfect for this offense and will be a huge help when they eventually replace Ben. If they go with Harris in the first, I hope they'll spend their second and third pick on the offensive line. And hopefully we can get Landon Dickerson from Alabama as well. Other needs include a cornerback and a QB. The Steelers have a pretty bad record for drafting cornerbacks, but hopefully they can borrow some of that wide receiver draft juju and apply it there. Although I don't see any really great ads in those positions later in the draft. Back to you. Thank you, Eric, for that special Steelers report. Josh, do you have any follow-up thoughts for the Steelers? Well, I think he covered it pretty well. Um, at first, I honestly thought that it was one of those type-to-text programs in which you type in the words and then the robot reads it back. Um, had I not uh, heard him speak before, I would never have picked up on it. So, um, you know, he's very, very stoic, very professional in what he says and does. And so it should all be taken seriously. Yeah, Josh, if you remember um, from our last year um, bonus pod, um, in Latvia, they put you in a burlap sack until you're 18 years old. And in Latvia, they also have only two butterflies, the white kind and the yellow kind. So it is a very depraved existence out in Latvia for Eric. So football might quite literally, quite literally might be the only pleasure he has in this entire world. So Eric's, thank you for giving us that report. Um, we are running out of time. So Pittsburgh, uh, after them, it's Jacksonville, Cleveland, Baltimore, New Orleans. Literally no one cares about any of those teams either. Josh. Um, I leave all the Packers stuff to you. I am not sure if we have a senior correspondent in Green Bay or not. Um, will you be giving your thoughts on Green Bay, or do we actually have someone in the field who can uh, give us the scoop from the ground? Well, I will be reading the transcript from our correspondent in Green Bay, who has since been um, put into the drunk tank in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, oh, at least it's not Elk Mound. Well, no, Elk Mound was too far of a drive, and, and, and it's already full for some reason. Um, as of getting this message from our correspondent, um, he's he was in the drunk tank and it was one o'clock in the afternoon, so no big deal, I guess. Um, Bar for the I'm course for Wisconsin, as far as I know, Josh. I'm going to try and make out what he says and provide the the most insightful report for our listeners. Um, all's, okay, so I'm going to ignore the first page of text messages because all it says is Rogers is done. Rogers is done. Um, crying emojis, crying emojis. Um, there's a, there's a lot of curse words that I will not say on the air because we like our position in this, uh, news, new network. We're um, professionals. We're professionals. There's some words in here that I'm sure are made up. Um, something about a goat's mother, um, Tom Brady cheats, steals the fountain of youth. Um, okay. So getting into his draft correspondence. Um, the bourbon and whiskey may be doing some talking here, but here's how I feel the Green Bay Packers would make the most of their situation in the draft. After finishing the season with a disappointing loss due to the refs being complete, okay, just insert a bunch of explicitives, um, we will um, be back in the same position um, if and when Aaron Rodgers gets his head out of his ass and decides to sign this extension for free. 
Um, Green Bay is in need of an offensive lineman uh, to help correspond to help with the opposite end of the field after losing quite a, or a couple of different offensive linemen. David Bakhtiari has that ACL tear. Who knows if he's ready for Week One? Um, and we lost JC or not JC Treader, but we lost Corey Lindsley, and we need to refill that slot. So an offensive tack or an offensive lineman early in the draft would be quite nice. That being said, with Aaron Rodgers currently in the um, hissy fit that he is currently going through. I'm beginning to get, this is Josh here. I'm beginning to get some vibes that this man is not happy with how Aaron Rodgers is handling the situation. Um, he said it would be nice to take this 29 pick and trade up to number one overall draft Trevor Lawrence and kick him to the curb and, and, and pee on Aaron Rodgers corpse as it rise in pain from David Bakhtiari betraying his friendship. Um, I do want to, um, could, could we back up and erase that part? Um, uh, yeah, I, I believe not we know where that was leading. We're on a seven second delay and we have a dump button. So we'll, we'll get that okay, off perfect. before it hits the, yeah. um, I apologize for that last outburst. Um, I do feel like getting a skilled position player, such as a slot receiver would help complement Devonte Adams, as well as the rising star, Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon. Um, some, some players at the position, Elijah Moore, who may be available, uh, would be a nice addition. But if not, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, the rival state, just to watch them cry would be fun, even though he is an outside strong receiver. Um, other positions of need from late might be a linebacker, um, another cornerback opposite of Jair, since he's going to be demanding a King's ransom next season when his contract is up as well. Gotta go now. Cops are here. Lots of lights. Not enough. Be okay. Um, Yep. Nope. That's just a picture of his genitals. All right. Back to you, Gar. Uh, well, um, they, uh, we appreciate that correspondence field work. It sounds like literally up until the last second before arrest, they were working for us. So the network appreciates it and the network will be more than happy to pay their bail out of the drunk tank, but we might let them stew for a night as I think they're probably best in there uh, to protect them from themselves, to protect them from themselves, if nothing else. Yep, management sent out an email uh, to the 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 Green Bay side of things, saying that we are not allowed to acknowledge, or uh, not acknowledge, but we are not allowed to reach out to those that are placed in the drunk take from that team to help with their bail, um, in an effort to keep them safe from riots tonight. If in the off, if there is an incident with Aaron Rodgers, maybe moving up, drafting another quarterback in the first round. Um, and so they are, um, they're encouraging us to, um, remain out of bars, remain away from alcohol, um, and potentially limit our cheese intake as it is known to cause outbursts as well amongst Packer fans. Excellent, Josh. Thank you for your wisdom. Um, after Green Bay picks, we go on to Buffalo and Baltimore. Nobody cares. We did have a senior correspondent in the field in Tampa Bay for the Buccaneers, but um, it has since been reported to me that while he was finishing up the, the, the report he was going to give us right now, he was actually struck by lightning. So our senior Buccaneers correspondent, Jack Vickers, is actually dead. He is deceased, um, and may he rest in pepperoni. Jack, he will be missed. How how is Tom Brady handling this? I, I know that they were, um, they were close mostly from Jack's, um, reports to us. Um, it's, it's most likely the situation, the lightning struck him while his lips were wrapped around his phallus region. Um, how has Tom, is Tom Brady? Okay. Is the TB 12 method, um, able to, you know, reflect lightning? Is that why Jack died? 
Uh, yes, Josh, it is in it is in fact a scientifically proven fact that avocado ice cream and ultimate body pliability will actually reflect any sort of electrical attack, whether it's lightning, um, putting a fork in a socket, or any other form of electricity. So while uh, Jack was indeed on his knees in front of Tom Brady performing some sort of disgusting, vulgar act and was struck by lightning, Tom Brady simply defected, deflected the blast back to Jack, and so Jack essentially got struck by lightning twice so unfortunately it was uh, uh too lethal for jack getting struck twice uh basically at the same time and so he could not make it but tom brady is perfectly fine and uh when asked for comment he declined so maybe we'll be hearing more um after the funeral potentially at a wake uh, we would love to see tom brady speak at the funeral but i think we both know that will not happen i believe he's out celebrating uh, that is also a possibility, Josh. Um, but that will wrap up the first 32 picks of the NFL draft. Um, the four teams currently without a first-round pick tonight and who will thus be sleeping are the Texans, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs. Um, Josh, do you have any final draft thoughts before um, we send it back to our regularly scheduled programming? No, I believe we can return to um, our regular program. It was, it was a pleasure working with you, Mr. Johnson. Uh, the same to you, Mr. Mitchell. Uh, I, I love this draft special report, and uh, I believe the folks at home will be very satisfied with how we covered it. I believe we were both informative and extensive, and our senior correspondence work stands head and shoulders above any other draft coverage you will find tonight. So with that, folks, uh, we wish you a good night, um, and that's the way it was. And as you may, and, and I apologize for stepping on your walk-off, but... As you well are well aware, we are the only reputable news source available during these times for your NFL news. Oh, correct. Yeah, we're the only podcast out there, the only news network that has a backbone and will actually do shows in the spring when actually NFL stuff, actual NFL stuff is happening. Anyone else uh, stays home and they're cowards. So um, with that, we will send it back to what's on next, Josh Survivor or like Love Island or Mass Singer. What's next? Um. I believe of those options, the network has gone with dead air. We got black versus white ants. Oh, nope. That's just static TV. Uh, well, folks, enjoy your static TV. Good night. Ooh. Ooh. It's a pretty good draft special we saw out there. What do you think of the draft special, Josh? I'm sure you tuned in. Oopie, I think, believe he took his headphone out, so now I just look ridiculous talking to myself. Ugh. But there we go. He sat back down. Ooh, did you catch that guard? Those yeah. guys were pretty good. Yeah, I'd say that was probably the best draft coverage I'm going to see uh, for the rest of my life, unless they do it again next year, in which case that will be even better than this year somehow. Um, but, Josh, I said I wanted to be off the air by uh, 6.30. I didn't expect to be interrupted by such a long but yet incredibly impeccable um, draft special report. Um, with seven minutes, we kind of had two segments left, the Dynasty Draft and the Workshop for Fall Ideas. We definitely can't do both of them, um, or we could just very, very quickly go through them. I guess we'll just try and do that. For the Dynasty Draft, Josh, have you done any research yet? Our drafts on Sunday, are there any guys you like you're picking at 10? Um, well, I think I told you I could just go ahead and pick the most random person on the planet and still have a great chance of winning. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, I've already added the, uh, the, the likelihood of... Um, Kelvin Golden Corral Benjamin and uh, Christian. Maybe I shouldn't do this ponder. Um, and, you know, my team's still looking pretty solid. Um, 
but no, to answer, I have not done any research whatsoever. Um, I'm just hoping that, yeah, nobody gets hurt. That'd be the dream. Um, I've got the one-one pick. Um, I mean, there's Trevor Lawrence out there. There's Jamar Chase out there. There's Kyle Pitts out there. The possibilities are endless for what I could do at one-one. So whoever has to pick behind me, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. So don't even try and get at me. Okay, okay. Um, Nate, but oh, never mind. You kicked me out. No, go ahead. I was going to say Nate doesn't listen to this. So you could tell us. I mean, Nate's not even in the league. So yeah, Brian. That's picks, why I said Nate. <laughs> Brian picks right after me. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's our dynasty draft coverage. Uh, we'll, we'll be back after that as well. Uh, workshop outline workshop outline for fall to inspire ideas, Josh. Stud, dud, pick them or your effort. Are we going to revisit those faulted ideas this fall? Well, I think the stud, dud and the pick them is something that we could re revisit. But after today's hour and a half long process, mm -hmm. um, th that last item about my effort is just, it's waning. I feel it's already it. in mid-season form. I feel it, Josh. All right, so uh, a couple new ideas we have. Uh, we'll be back to talk about them post-pod, but just to throw some feelers out there in case you guys want to give us feedback on what might be coming. A new segment we might do, it's called Gar's Gut, um, where I initially asked Josh, I just came up with the name, and then Josh said I could highlight food um, stadium items. Um, if you'd want to see Gar's Gut, a uh, segment like that, let us know. If you'd like to see Gar's Gut be a different segment, let us know. Uh, the $2 holla, I basically asked, I originally thought that was a good idea, but having kind of doubted myself this spring, what What's really anyone's incentive to give us money? I mean, Brad literally just gave us a free $2 anyway, so I appreciate that. But um, if anyone else can think of a better way for us to incentivize you to pay us money, because we're at the point where we're not going to beg for money, but we will accept it because we're about $700 in in purchases and uh, uh, we have to pay to have our podcast hosted. So that's something. Um, for the rival podcast, the championship, um, I got an idea for a new league called the Tra Champions Brad Out. So it's basically a fantasy league where the prerequisite is you have to have won a championship in the last decade and in that league you're going to try a bunch of different rules so it's going to be super flex tight end premium tiered ppr idp all those crazy rules you've never had the chance to try champions go in and really prove their worth and prove that they haven't just mastered standard or ppr or one qb or two qb the champions go in and prove what they are worth so we were thinking we could do that as a podcast thing where kind of we get four people and the victorious pod gets four people and the Land of Goons gets four people, um, but there's kind of some overlap there, so maybe we'll get a couple extra people. But if any of those other podcasts listen to this and you're interested in like a championship league, a league for champions, and a league where we experiment with different rules to try and prove um, we're worth something, let us know. Um, if you want more details on between on that between now and the next podcast, uh, I can text them to you. Josh, the heroes of yesteryear or glory days? Very briefly, what's that going to be? Uh, yeah, the heroes of yesteryears, uh, that's going to be a segment in which we will bring up plays from the past. So some of the, some of the highlights, the catch, the Minneapolis miracle, the, um, oh gosh, what's the one called the immaculate reception, the butt fumble, um, helmet catch. We're going to be talking about those plays, the impact that they've had on our NFL as of today. And we are going to break it down from a fundamental standpoint and discuss the players that may not be remembered for those plays and how they contributed. Excellent. Thank you, Josh. Meme of the week. That's pretty simple. Do we have people, you know, post memes to our Facebook page? Would anyone actually do that? And then Josh and I could pick our favorites. Um, but yeah, meme of the week. And then Josh weekly contest very quickly, bingo, scavenger hunt, etc. This was your idea. You put it in. What are you thinking? 
first off, I don't remember typing that in. So it must've been during one of my afternoon, uh, boring times. Um, I do think, and I know that I had moved the notes out of here cause I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but I do think that I have the one surprise segment lined up to where I could get it working by the time we get to the regular season. Um, I can show you afterwards, but I'd have to kill you. And I would never do this on my own. So that's all good. You can show me another day, but those are kind of some of our rough ideas. We've got some other ones as well, maybe a guillotine league or a best ball league for the pl- the podcast play along in the fall. But again, we will we'll move into the outro here. We will have a podcast post draft, whether we do it uh, next week will probably be the best or maybe two weeks from now. So we have a chance to really digest and not just sensationalize the news, but we will be back. So stay tuned. Um, you know, COVID is winding down, but I mean, there's no reason to not get your shot. You're going to be just fine. Do all that. Um, hit notes over to us at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod and anchor.fm slash hoodpotter all the places you can find us josh is there anything else you want to say before the draft tonight go packers don't mess it up again god damn it that's the noest pet mecca